So I'm standing here with Mustafa. You are one of the organizers, or the organizer of this event, right? Well, maybe not you yourself. No, I'm, I am not. I will not take credit for the incredible work done by Chris and our Marcom team, yeah. but I am a passionate stakeholder. Yes. So Edmonton Global has been uh, thrust into the scene here, uh, promoting economic development within the Edmonton region for now about five years, right? Yeah. And so this event, why do you guys put this together? What's so special about it? Well, I think, you know, the challenge is Edmonton Global is trying to, as Chris will tell you, radically transform and grow the economy of the Edmonton region. And they were set up to promote this regional approach, but the first couple years is always slow, and then COVID hits, yeah. and we wanted to come out of COVID with a big splash to get the local community excited about what's happening and about what the opportunities are for Edmonton on a global stage. Yeah. So tell me, what are the opportunities that we are going to experience here tonight? Well, we're here right by a hydrogen truck, which is a huge opportunity. The hydrogen opportunity is massive, not only for the Edmonton region, but for the province uh, and for Western Canada. We have a critical role to play in global energy security, which is a huge topic right now, and in decarbonizing global energy. But one of the things we're focused on is the transportation applications. We can't go electric for everything. Long haul trucking in Alberta in cold winters, electric won't work. Yeah, it's gonna be work. hydrogen. Yeah. So we're here trying to help the industry and the government work together to accelerate the adoption. We have 30,000 long haul trucks in Alberta alone. Yeah. We wanna see those get over to hydrogen as fast as possible. Because if you've got an electric truck and it's the middle of winter, it's going to take you two days to recharge. Yeah. Not only and minus 40, no way. And not only that, I mean, our cold weather is going to really impact the battery life as well. So you're going to get the red deer, and that's about as far as you're going to go. Somebody told me, if you want to buy a Tesla, wait till after a minus 40 spell, and, the, and, and online will be full of ads. Kijiji will be full of ads for Teslas, because it shuts down everything, including the heaters in the car, to try and get you to your destination. Yeah. we got to have a mix. Yeah. Electric's good for some stuff, but hydrogen's really good for others. Yeah, it, you know, it's really interesting, right? Because this is one of those things where a lot of people are like, hydrogen, what? I yeah. didn't realize that was even a possibility. Yeah. yeah. The future has come a lot quicker than people thought. Two, three years ago, people didn't think hydrogen was real. Fast forward, and the Edmonton region is the world's leading jurisdiction for carbon capture and storage, which is what allows us to take all of our natural gas that we have and make low carbon hydrogen, cheaper than anywhere else in the world and at greater scale. Our challenge is we also need to make sure that we build out the demand economy and that we export it to the world. Yeah. We need to help the world decarbonize. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's really interesting what you said about creating the demand side of it as well, right? Because it's not good enough that, that we have the supply, the technology, but these trucks need to be filling up someplace, right? We need trucks. Yeah. We need it in our home heating. We need it in our industrial power. There are major steel producers in Japan and South Korea talking to us about potentially moving plants to our region because we can provide them with low carbon energy at cost. Yeah. They can't decarbonize energy intensive industries back home. Yeah. So it, it's really a key that's going to unlock so many trickle down opportunities for our region. But we have to resist our tendencies of the past which is to not market ourselves enough. Yeah. We have to be beating the drum loudly in international markets, telling people about our story, because the world doesn't know Edmonton. As Obama said, the world needs more Canada, the world needs more Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Now, one of the things though that you are also touching on too is just this fact that, um, you know, from an energy standpoint, the government tends to policy-wise, as soon as the oil prices go high, everybody just jumps back onto the oil bandwagon, right? 
Are those days done? Do you see now a desire uh, to really change that, to go more carbon neutral or carbon? It is changing. We, we cannot abandon our fossil fuels. Yeah. Oil and gas will still be there, but I'm not seeing big investments in our country in new projects for oil and gas. Yeah. Most of the new investments are coming into newer like technologies like hydrogen and even renewables like wind and solar and even geothermal. But globally, we still need a reliable supply of oil and gas to help offset. It needs to be a backstop. Yeah. We cannot produce enough renewables quickly enough to offset global demand. As the OPEC minister, uh, President of OPEC told me a few years ago, global demand for energy is increasing. Why? Our global population is still increasing. We're on our way to either 10 or 11 or 12 billion people. And the emerging markets of the world are still industrialized. They need more power. So we're hoping that renewables keep coming online fast enough to at least offset that. But we're probably still going to need oil for the next 10 to 20 years. But it will be increasingly a smaller and smaller percentage. Yep. And if we can increasingly reduce the carbon intensity of that energy, we're moving in the right direction. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all the wisdom, all the excitement for what's going on in our region with all of our viewers here today. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for being part of the energy. Thank you for putting this on. So, Catherine, you guys are just in the middle of a complete new rebrand then yeah. over there. So you used to be Innovate Edmonton. Correct. Right? And now you are... We are Edmonton Unlimited. Okay, so why the need for a refresh of the brand? Well, first and foremost, it was always our intention to name our agency. Um, we are the Municipal Innovation Authority. Um, we've been around since December 2020. And um, before we came out with a brand, um, we existed with a placeholder name. And now is our time. And so um, we are on the brink of some great things. You're going to be hearing more about this tonight at Forward Slash. And we wanted to invest in the future and uh, roll out our new brand here. Well, what a platform and a stage to do it. Tonight exactly. is just unbelievable. We have a thousand people. We have innovators. We have government officials. I mean, and everybody in between. The whole ecosystem around economic development is represented here. So what excites you the most when you think about what this region has in store for the future? Well, we are a region of innovators tackling great global challenges. Yes. So our um, approach is that we have what the world needs right now. Edmonton is delivering on things like the climate emergency, public health, food security, digital inclusion, reconciliation, these very big juicy needs that international markets demand and where enlightened investors want to put their capital. That's right, you heard it here. Everybody wants what we got. You got to come to Edmonton, though, in the region in order to get there. That's right. Or we need to take ourselves internationally. And that's also a big part of what we do with trade missions and national and international business development and investment attraction for capital and other goods to the region. So, Catherine, what do you consider to be your biggest aim or goal this calendar year? Well, there are a number of aims and goals. Um, first and foremost, we are um, going to be opening a new destination at the corner of 101 and Jasper, right in the heart of downtown. Awesome. So this will be Edmonton's newest innovation destination. We will be wrapping the building with our new brand, Edmonton Unlimited. So look for that in early October. 
Um, and we have a number of uh, free programs that we are delivering for entrepreneurs. All of that is kick-started with an annual event that we host called Edmonton Startup Week, which runs from October 17th to the 22nd. We're expecting 3,000 people over the course of the week, wow. culminating in something that we call Launch Party, where 10 entrepreneurial companies will be chosen, they'll be followed, and they'll be the ones that the region will watch and lift up as the year unfolds. Unbelievable, this sounds so exciting. So again, what's the date and where, where do they go to get information on this? They go to edmontonunlimited.com. Okay. The dates are October 17th to 22nd. And we want to see everyone there come on out. There are going to be day-long activities. There are going to be hot shots and short things for people to do. We're going to do um, bar and uh, company crawls in the evenings. And then all culminating right here with lunch party. Awesome. I'm going to yeah. be there. You guys need to be there. Check it out. Come on down. Unlimited.com. You got it. Excellent. Thank you so much. The party is here, and if you're not here or didn't make it, because this is going to actually be broadcast after the event's over, this is Forward Slash. What brings you out to Forward Slash, Lisa? Oh, this region brings me out. I'm so excited about being in the Edmonton metropolitan region. We have so much to offer, and I feel like the rest of Alberta, the rest of Canada, and the rest of the world maybe doesn't know. And so this event is really about all of us coming together and celebrating the opportunities here, um, the potential that has already been realized, yeah. and getting on the same page so that we can really be ambassadors for this region outside of this region. And so it's a celebration, but it's really, again, that opportunity to come together Get on that same page, get out in the world, and promote the heck out of the good things happening here. And, I mean, talk about a regional hotbed of energy and opportunity, right? I mean, there isn't a better place, I don't think, in the world to be than Edmonton region right now. We're the best kept secret. Exactly. Okay. We don't want to be a secret anymore. <laughs> so, your role at BOMA is that of president, and so what does BOMA have to do, what role are you playing in really trying to simulate the economy, and how do you participate, I guess, in what's all going on here? Yeah, that's a great uh, question. So, Building Owners and Managers Association of Edmonton represents commercial real estate, yeah. and our members are from Red Deer North through Edmonton into the uh, northern part of the country. And really what we try and do is um, make sure that our members are properly represented around all the tables when we're talking about economic development, uh, trade and investment. Real estate in Alberta is the second largest industry by GDP after oil and gas. Oh, I didn't know People that. People don't know that. No. Real estate is the second largest after oil and gas. So yeah. we're such a critical industry, and it's it's vital that um, our, our voices are around the table again when there's planning about... Um, all kinds of things related to promoting this region, to uh, hosting prospective investors, uh, it's just essential. So often when people think of real estate in the uh, pipeline of trade and investment, they think of the site at the end of the line, but really 
in commercial real estate, our professionals are promoting this region all the time. Yep. And so they're fiercely proud. They have their fingers on the pulse of every industry, whether it's forestry or finance or retail or what have you. So if you ever want to know what's happening in the economy, talk to a broker. Yeah, I'm telling totally. you, talk to a broker. Yeah. So, you know, we feel we have a lot to offer, and uh, we're just so, so excited about what Edmonton Global has done here. They're a key partner for us. And, I mean, look at this. Incredible. I Absolutely even, incredible. I, like, they just... Yeah. This is what we're about, and uh, it just feels really good to be here. Okay, so I also understand that there's some sort of conference that's a big deal that you might be hosting at some point. What's going well, on? Well, yes, there yeah. is a big deal conference this time next year here next. in Edmonton. It's the first time in 20 years okay. that we're hosting Boma Canada's Building Excellence Summit. Awesome. And uh, really, what we're doing is bringing all of commercial real estate to Edmonton. Yeah. We're hosting it at the JW Marriott and Ice District, and we're pulling out all the stops. Awesome. We're really going to put a northern touch on the event, and uh, you know, all of as they do, all of the Edmonton region is mobilizing to support us. So. We've got everyone across Canada and commercial real estate coming here. Totally exciting. Yeah. Now, a question for you about commercial real estate, because sure. the industry really got hit hard through COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Things are bouncing back. Um, where do you see and what are you hearing from all the brokers and that um, where the opportunity is? Like, who is really searching for place like location in Edmonton, office space in Edmonton, commercial real estate. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the talk of the town is really our industrial market and, yeah. and just the, the uptick in the activity there and the potential for growth and industrial in the, in the whole region. We're seeing a lot of activity in retail, uh, you know, lots of uh, changes in the spaces and new brands coming in, which is really exciting for us. Um, office has been hit hard, as you know, but we're seeing a lot more employers uh, being creative and working with landlords to augment spaces so that they are spaces that people want to work in. Exactly, want to come to. They yeah. want to yeah. come to. So yeah. it's like, completely shift in the in the same way that this changes our perceptions of what uh, a conference is yeah that's what landlords and employers are doing so we're really excited about the amenities we're seeing and the, the innovation the creativity the prop tech that that people are seeing in commercial real estate and um the degree to which um building owners are going to make sure spaces are safe and inclusive yeah. And so I, I mean, office is one to watch because I, they're, they're, we're going to see some exciting things. Yeah, there's going to be some yeah. really cool innovations yeah, there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And often when there are constraints, yeah. that's when you see things really flourish. Yeah. So yeah. creates opportunity, yeah. creates innovation. Yeah. Oh, hey, everybody. Exactly. So the conference this time next year, Boma Canada. Bomex 2023 Bomex. Edmonton Building Excellence Summit, September 26th to 28th, right in the downtown core. Downtown Edmonton. So if you happen to have any involvement in commercial real estate at all or adjacent businesses, you want to check it out. Where do they go to find out more? www.bomex2023.ca. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. Take care. Enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. So, Mallory, what brings you out to Forward Slash tonight? Oh, well, this is my first kind of big event that 
I've got got to go to as a founder. Um, we work out of the Edmonton International Airport at the Sustainability Campus, uh, our business, and uh, so our airport partners have offered to bring me here, and they said, you've got to come, You it's a great opportunity to market and to connect with other like-minded people, yeah. and so I was, you know, I'm a recent graduate from McEwen, so it's like coming to an event as a founder and not a student is a very different ballgame. So Mallory, I've seen you in the media a ton over the last like couple weeks, month or so, because there was a lot of stuff going on with regard to an award that you were up for, that you were yes. a finalist for. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, which one? Uh, <laughs> oh. Tell us about all of it. Uh, well, we were uh, listed on the Indigenomics Top 10 to Watch yeah. for 2022, so that sort of sparked a whole bunch. Um, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, uh, I was nominated um, for Indigenous Entrepreneur of the Year, and I was made it to the finalists. Um, I was on a reality TV show called Bears There, and my episode aired a few weeks ago, yeah. and uh, yeah, we're just... <laughs> We're holding down the fort. And yeah. So, so what's going on? Why is everybody so excited about the Indigenous Box? Well, Indigenous Box has got a lot of heart. And I think that's why people like it. It's because we buy from small and medium businesses from all across North America and put them into collections for corporations to buy with their social alignment. So we, we did a big order for Ernst & Young. You know, we work with Facebook and Apple and the federal government, you know, like a lot of really big names. And it's because people want to, they're looking for connection, they're looking for story, and they're looking to focus on the local supply chain and growing the Indigenous economy. I always say that a strong Indigenous economy is a strong Canadian economy. They go hand in hand and our community is growing. Our population is growing at a rate, I just heard, new stats can, five times the national average. Yeah. Starting businesses nine times the national average with the youngest population segment in the country. Yeah. And can you just imagine, like, I when I say that out loud, I get chills of, like, yeah. where our community is going to be. You gave me a chill, actually, just now, yeah, because it is absolutely <laughs> so exciting to see your community taking advantage of the opportunity that's here right now, right? Absolutely. Like there's so much focus. And I mean, we are filming this right now um, a couple days before Reconciliation Day, right? Absolutely. Reconciliation Day. So this is like everything is, it's like an epicenter of uh, awareness right now. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So what does that mean to you as, a, you know, a relatively new entrepreneur? Well, it means that people want to make a difference. People are hungry to figure out how they can make change. And they're mobilized. They want to know, like, who's doing what in Indigenous business? How can we contribute to the Indigenous economy, growing small businesses? Indigenous Box it just gives them that opportunity. And we, like, we packed, our staff right now are working like crazy packing boxes to make sure corporations have their special gifts for their elders, their conferences, their their guests on September 30th. We did, you know, a, a custom-worn shirts for ATB. You know, so those are the corporations that are, they're, they were looking for an opportunity. We fit that need for them. But on the, on the other side of things, we came in with a strong supply chain background. That's that's what I do. And so, you know, coming into this game and focusing on the local supply chain and growing yeah. what happens here, 
is really important. And it's so special that people are looking to us to help them. And we're obviously ready to collaborate and, and help continue building our community. Awesome. We closed our first year at 1.3 million, and um, that meant like $800,000 in the pockets of indigenous entrepreneurs, startup companies just like ours, who are making a difference. And I will tell you, huge impact. Every single indigenous entrepreneur from our over 200 suppliers to date has a social purpose behind why they want to create this product yeah. or why they want to do this. Yeah. They want to make change and yeah. lead the change. And so, sorry, I could go on and on about this. I, I love this it. Is my life. I <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. So if people want to find out more about the Indigenous Box, what, how do they do so? You can find us at indigenousbox.ca. Perfect. We're on all the social medias at Indigenous Box, and it's super easy to find us. Uh, we're the number one, or we'll be the number one corporate gift service in Canada. Excellent. High five to that. Yes. There we go, everybody. Check it out. This is a business that is making a huge difference across our whole country, and especially right here. So check it out. It's definitely worthwhile supporting. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so Karen, what brings you out to Forge Slash tonight? Uh, I so my name is Karen Karen Tang, and I, a city councillor representing Southeast uh, Ward of Gardaíl in Edmonton, yeah. and I'm here to represent the city uh, as part of uh, a, as a team player in the region that includes many other municipalities to showcase a lot of the good stuff that's happening yeah. uh, in our area. Um, and you know, there's lots of stuff happening here across several sectors. Uh, so that's what I'm here for. To, to I think it's a celebration, but also showcasing what we're doing here to the world. And it is so exciting, right, to be amongst all of the innovators, all of the government officials that are here too, as well as you know the the people that are just at the grassroots, really developing some amazing technology that is really going to put us on the stage into the future, totally. right? Yeah. So, what is one of the biggest challenges? Um, you know, you being a counselor and working with the region and kind of trying to find the commonalities where we can really focus on the growth and the economic activity that we all want and yeah. need here in the Edmonton area. Yeah, I think when we talk about regional vision or regional approach, it's really about getting many, many different players to agree on the same vision. And that's a tension that I think as individual counselors we all experience. We represent our war and the communities and the neighborhoods within that ward. But at the same time, we balance it with, you know, the interests of the city as a whole. Yeah. And at the regional level, it's a very similar dynamic where we're representing the interests of our city against sometimes the re like interests of other municipalities within the region. Sometimes they might come into conflict. And then, so I think the key is to find this common language, common vision, common goals. Um, and it does take a little bit of a give and take uh, and negotiation, of course, and conversation. We just recently had a big conversation about regional transit, which to me is a huge milestone to achieve a lot of the regional goals that we have. Yeah. Um, and so that you know that will keep going. That that conversation will keep going. Uh, but to me, it, 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 that's a really critical policy piece uh, to you know to, to fill the gaps. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing your thoughts with us on the economic development no and great job at City Hall. Thank you. Thank Keep you so up. much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Awesome. Okay, so now we're standing in this 
incredible little indoor tent and talking to Ian. Welcome, Ian. Thanks. So what brings you out today to this amazing event, Forward Slash? Well, we actually got invited out here and it was a great opportunity to get to networks and businesses. As uh, you know, it's been a long two years where we haven't been able to see each other in person. So hoping to get out there and uh, bring back the good old days, right? So, awesome. So what's your business like? Um, so we are craft coffee roasters. Um, we focus on building a truly special coffee experience that helps bridge the gap between commodity coffee and specialty coffee. Um, so really trying to make it that approachability side um, while still being educational. So. And, and very unique and specialized though at the same exactly. time, right? Yeah, so you'll see some coffees that some people have described as you know, fruity or floral that almost tastes like tea, all the way to something that we refer to as like comfort coffees. You know, they remind me of a cold winter day where you're sitting beside with the fireplace with your family, and that's the coffee you think, right? So, so now you're operating out of a location that's by the airport, right? Yep. So it's actually on Edmonton International property, um, not in the actual terminal, but just in the commercial buildings north of there. So, so is this some sort of program that Edmonton International Airport has going on to support innovation and entrepreneurship? and small business development? No, actually, we was just um, some lease space that we had came across. Um, we chat a little bit with Edmonton International Airport. Um, we focus on building partnerships and EIA was focused on that same thing. Um, as we chatted more with them, we found that their values closely aligned with ours. Um, and that's kind of the rest is history. So Awesome. So how many years have you been in business for now? Um, so we've been in business since 2017. So I guess coming up six years now. So. Wow, six yeah. years. So yeah, you survived what is often called the valley of death, which is the first five years of any business's life, yeah. which is great, especially when that was COVID in the middle of all that too, right? Yeah. And then kind of the interesting part of the story is um, for the first couple of years, I had to work other jobs to you know get the startup off the ground um, and I quit that full-time job when our business was self-sustaining and that was right before COVID so um, when I quit we had a good relationship with the old organization I worked with and they gave me a call they said you don't have to quit if you don't want to I'm like no we're good uh, we're gonna go forward with it and um, really I feel very fortunate that um, COVID obviously affected us but we we're able to thrive through it um, think differently obviously do life differently do business differently um, but we are able to come out you know as a strong business and, and driving today so well, that's really good now in terms of opportunity where do you see the opportunities for your business over the next three to five years um, I think the the business is going to be really thriving on innovation you know we're at this this conference that thrives on innovation I think we have to do things differently we have to think differently I mean we're seeing that a little bit from the pandemic before you know working from home most employers you would ask for that that would have probably been a strong no right but we're thinking differently now I think we need to continue that change in thought process to really move ourselves forward, right? Yeah. So in terms of the audience that's here, uh, they're very focused on the regional economic development, right? Now, obviously, the small businesses play a big part of that, actually. Um, in terms of the, the the audience here and the, the big things that they're talking about, where do you see small business and your business maybe spe specifically fitting into that equation? Um, I think it's really chatting with those that have the opportunity to help businesses thrive. Um, some of the small things that people don't even think about is just you know helping startups when you go to sign for your permits um, is it an easy process to help people help you guide through it it seems simple when you've done it a bunch of times but when you're new you need those partnerships um, with the city with the towns to help you move through those small regulatory type items um, and you know how do we make that process easy and how do we share that knowledge with others so that we can encourage other small businesses to take that chance 
Um, it's a big leap, and how many people do you know that have, uh, you know, they've talked about starting a business, and, uh, you know, we want more people to take that leap. Um, I think it's worth the, the choice. Um, I know I've taken a look back and thought, you know, I've never worked harder in my life, and it's still the best choice I've ever made is starting my own business. Yeah. Right? So. yeah, yeah, entrepreneurship has its challenges, but also has a lot of, a lot of rewards too, right? And so it's really oh, 100%. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to explain to us a little bit about your business. If somebody wanted to, you know, order something online or come out and visit, what's the best way to connect with you? Um, so if you Google Alternate Root Coffee, um, all of our accounts should come up, uh, as well as you can stop by our location at Edmonton International Airport. Again, if you type it in Google, it'll take you right there. Lots of free parking, so um, feel free to stop by. Um, all of our information can be found online. So. Awesome. Check them out if you're interested in a really cool coffee experience.